at the point where you've been working on the farm for about six months. We had a lot of risky situations with Mama working at the kitchen, trying to hide food to feed Daikuche. Daikuche being young and being hidden, you know, when she's not supposed to be um, in the hut. And then you were doing this for about six months. You were working 12, 15 hour days in the sun, hot. It's very, very strenuous. Um, after about six months of this, then then what really started to happen? Well, after six months, I think, you know, the uh, Khmer rules know who you are. And then they try to uh, know your background. If you are the, uh, you know, wealthy family or soldier or the government officer. So they try to separate. Now they try to separate the family. How would they, I mean, how would they really, really know? Because, I mean, I'm sure everybody at that point was lying. They don't want to say that they're a government official. How did they really know? They try to lie, but then... A lot of people got caught mm-hmm. because I think, you know, before they took over the country, a lot of CIA in, you know, in, in town. So they know everyone. They know everyone unless you move to a different, far away from where you live. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think they know. Uh, I probably say, you know, maybe 50%. They know, but the other fifty percent that move from far away, they don't. But they try to ask your question mm-hmm. again and again. Try to find out. So, what the whole purpose is uh, to try to get rid of, like you say, try to get rid of the uh, wealthy and you know educate people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they continue to try to get rid of that people. So. So after they know, I think it's our, uh, my family, after they know, I think we cannot really hide that much because we moved from uh, Montgomery and to grandma and grandpa's uh, uh, house, which is not far at all. So, mm-hmm. so then uh, they, they know, I think, you know, and my mom and my dad is very, very scared. You don't want to say anything. I was mentioned you know, earlier that my uncle know a few uh, Khmeru's uh, soldiers, so I think that was helped quite a bit. Uncle's friend uh, tried to help my parents, mm-hmm. and they told the upper-level people, say, no, he's just a, a regular small businessman and tried to make ends meet and raise the family. So I believe that was half for a while because they keep changing a leader. Mm-hmm. They keep changing. So let's uh, talk about the separation. After they find out who you are and then they pull the children. The parent apple to stay in the village and then continue to work in a farm but then they want to separate if you have the uh, children aged from 10, 10 up, boy or girl. So I was, uh, 
at that time, oh, it's nothing we can do. The soldier uh, one day said, "You need to come with me." And my brother Hatch had to go to a different direction. Uh, How old was he at that time? I older than Hatch, uh, four years old. He must be around ten. And you were fourteen. Around fourteen. Yeah. Uh, so it didn't matter if 10, you were. Yeah. It didn't matter if you were rich or poor at that point. They were trying to figure out. First, they tried to to pull the rich people's kids, right? That was the purpose. To, yes, to put in a labor camp. To put in the labor camps. They, the whole purpose they want to kill you. Right. They just want to labor you to death. Right. And so, how they gonna do that? They just go ahead and take. Your children and put in in a labor camp. I mean, it's no uh, no medicine, no nothing. I think they probably give you a little bit of food. So let's go back to the separation exactly. How did that? That was about six seven months in, and then they just told you that you needed to to leave, and so Hatch separated, yes. and you separated. Yeah, at that time, you know, most of the parents know. That if they take you ninety nine percent, you you done. I mean, and you never gonna see your kid again. That's what happened most of the case. If your parent say no or cry, then they kill the parent. Mm. They say. They told everyone said all these kids belong to called Anka. That's mean party. So they they can take anyone, anyone. I mean, whatever they want. I mean, you know, you have no right to refuse anything that you say from out of your mouth that negative refuse. They kill you right there. You saw some parents get killed. Oh yeah, because they they try to take away their kids. Yeah. Well, I think you know, for for six months, I think they've been killing people. I mean, you know, they sent the message very clear, and the parent know at that by by that time nobody wants to say anything because you know they not just kill you, they kill your children too, because it's happened, you know, in front of everybody. I mean, you know, and uh, uh, that's what the message they want to send. You can have to do what I say. That's it. It's just like uh, I don't know uh, how to describe that. Uh, it was the uh, it's worse than a slave. I, I don't know how the slave. At least you know you have food, you have you know a uh, 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 place to stay. But this is just like the prisoner of the uh, wars. You know, they just kill you whenever they want. Like an animal. Like an animal. Yeah, it's like an animal. So they took uh, Hatch, my brother. You saw uh, it happen. Oh yeah, yeah. What they and put you in line or something? How did no, they... no. They just sent the soldiers come in to your house. They said, "Okay, your two children are gonna uh, come with us." That's it. And Fawn was too small at that point. Fawn, Fawn was too small. She's only five, I believe, five or six. You maybe. get to stay with. With Mama, then yes, yeah, yeah. But they're gonna continue to select, to to separate, to to. That's not out of the uh, 
uh, would now. I mean, because the whole purpose, they just want to get rid of the wealthy people, like Mm -hmm. I said, business people and educate people. And then all these soldiers don't even know, uh, don't read and write. They don't. So they came and they took they took Hatch first? Uh, I believe they took Hatch first. What did Mama say? Nothing. No. You Nothing. Cannot, you kind of have to force to smile. Okay. No. You, just like I say, if you say something, you, they kill you. So they took Hatch and then they took you? Yes. And when where you guys went separate ways, you guys went to different camps? Oh, yes. I didn't have no idea where Hatch, alive or dead. No idea. And no one had a clue that we are alive or dead. After they take you out from the family, like I said, they assume you're dead. You're never going to see your, ch- your, your, your children again. You saw Mama. What 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 did she look like? What did she before before you were sent out to the labor camps? Did you get to see her expression? I didn't look at her face. I just took. Uh, it's not much stuff. I actually, you know, one set of uh, clothes. That's it. Yeah. And. Uh, what were you thinking? Oh, I was, I was, I was scared. I was scared. And uh, I think in my mind, I think this is it. Were you crying? No, you cannot cry. You just, you just cannot. They don't want to see you cry. Well, when you see life and death in front of you, you just, you just hold on and just, uh, uh, and think that you're going to be okay. Just try to convince yourself and uh, just, you know, to uh. Okay, so at this point of the episode, Robert had asked for me to stop the recording. When he gets uncomfortable, I know that's when he starts to go in a dark, deep, dark place. Um, and so it's it's been a really, really interesting journey watching him kind of open these doors that have been closed for so long and kind of peeling back the layers that even I've never seen before. And and it's hard. You know, we've got tissues right in front of him. And anytime that he feels uncomfortable, he just kind of raises his hand at me so we can stop the recording. But this has happened several times throughout the recording of this entire podcast where he's just like, give me a breather. Like, I can't go any deeper for right now or let's re-record that because um, he just needed some time to get his emotions together. So, you know, this stuff is real. The stuff that he's lived through is really, really traumatic and not easy to kind of reach back in there and, and dig out those emotions that you felt that you remember. But um, 
that you've tried to forget. So anyways, let's get back to the episode. So did they put you in a truck or did they put you in a car? No, I think they just uh, walk, walk to uh, just follow them. So I was walk about four hours, follow them. How many people were in your group? It's just me. Only you? It's just me. So they pull one by one. Sometimes they pull one or two, you know, every day, every day, whenever they want. We were with the uh, a group of maybe 50 families, 60 families. So when they pull you out from the family, so they went to let the, the soldier that controlled that group, that family group, and then they said, okay, I'm take these two kids. Uh, that's all. So I just follow follow them and walk for about four and a half hours. So it was you and that's it, though? That's they it. didn't pill any other kids that no, day? No, not that day. So they just you just follow this just one Just follow. Soldier. And then, you know, it's about, yeah, it's about uh, four, four and a half hours. And then they told me, they said, well, we're going to go ahead and send you tomorrow to uh, work at the border of Thailand. Thai and Cambodian. It's very close. It's about maybe three kilometers from Thai's border to, to, to plant the rice and cut the tree and over there. It's in the forest. So then I was joined with choir. I believe in that group there may be around maybe 100 people. Uh, no older than 21, 22 years old. Started from maybe 10 years old up. So uh, going back to going back to that, you had a four-hour walk. Uh, you remember the soldier that you were following? Was he mean to you? No, no. They didn't do anything. Keep quiet and follow, follow, follow her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a her. It's a her. Mm. Most of them, it's a... How old was she? Oh, she's probably maybe... Th- 14, between 14 and 16 years old. Yeah. Yeah. That's most of the soldiers. The, the, the man soldier, most of them stay in a, a close to the big city. And then in the farm, they use the female soldier. Most of them. Most of them is a female soldier. Mm, wow. Yeah. And You remember getting your, there? You remember arriving there? Yeah. Walk, uh, you know, what small did it look street. Like? I mean, you know, it... It was quiet. It's no people on the street. Uh, I believe uh, around maybe 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, we start walking like, you know, left uh, the family um, early in the morning. So uh, you walk along that uh, small street and no people, no people on the street at all. If you, they see people, and then they will ask them, what you're doing here? You're supposed to be working in the farm. Mm. You're not supposed to be, you know. Around, hanging uh, around. Hanging around. No, no, no. And uh, so it was quiet. And uh, the camp was using the uh, temple. as no monk, no Buddhist, no nothing. Uh, so they used that to get rid of the, uh, that. It's, it's no monk, uh, no religion. No, and they get rid of the uh, people, and it doesn't matter you're among you or what, you know, you're going to have to go to work, go to work in a farm. So they use that facility together. So the next day, 
the uh, we need to walk. We need to walk. I remember they gave me a small bowl of rice soup. It's just nothing. I mean, you know, very little. I was so hungry, but uh, you couldn't do anything. Where can you find food? You just have to stay hungry and sleep with your empty stomach. This is in the camp you're talking about. This is the first day, and there were other kids there. Yeah, yeah. And we just look at each other. We don't even know each other. You don't know where all these kids coming from. We cannot talk much. You guys all sleep together in the same room? No, no room. Sleep, uh, sleep on the no, no. It's no room. I think we just sleep wherever you know under the tree or whatever. So they don't have a designated place for you. No. You just kind of sleep wherever. And well, no, no. They 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 telling you. They said this is this is a facility. You know, right here, you guys gonna have to stay here, sleep, and just make your own uh, make your own bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, wherever you want to pick up the place, the spot. So where was word. your spot? Oh, uh, I was uh, was under a, a big, big tree. I've been, you know, and uh, just try to clean up as much as you can, you know, and and just lay and sleep. I mean, you know, before you sleep, they always they always call everyone have a meeting, have a meeting, but they don't even know what to say. It's just a couple words, couple sentence. Every time they have a meeting, they say the same thing. Same thing all the time because now like these people know it no education at all. What did they say? What was in the meeting? Well they say now we have to follow party. Whatever the party one we have to do it. We have to sacrifice for party. And if anyone that refuse and against the party, the consequence is your life. That's mean that sentence. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And they repeat it again and again and again. And again, for one hour, because they don't read, they don't write, they don't even speak, I don't know, the language, you know, the only word they learn from, uh, it's just whatever people teaching them, that's four or five sentence, repeated again and again and sit there and then we I remember you know it's no light it's it's no light I mean you know it's dark and then they use probably uh, fire firewood and then burn the wood and then use as the uh, light at night and then uh, and after the meeting they said okay they will tell you the schedule not schedule. They're gonna tell. They tell you. They said, "Okay, tomorrow we're gonna go um, someplace, somewhere." They're not telling you where, and they don't tell you what time they need to wake up. No. So uh, I think that morning, 
that night we went to sleep probably around i mean you know it's getting dark so you know there's no light so probably eight nine o'clock and then they they used the whistle you know whistle to mm-hmm. wake you up mm-hmm. that morning they whistle at two o'clock in the morning and dark you cannot see so they said okay wake up let's walk then just follow them for six hour walk to the place that they have a transportation they got a big truck took you to where I was supposed to be but at that at that time I think they took us work at the uh, place that close to Thailand it's The temple's close to Thailand too. No, the temple it was close, uh, not close to Thailand. No. When that we were stay uh, to re re regroup, uh, that was close to uh, Mongolbury. I see. That's not far, uh, but the uh, Thai border it's quite it's quite away. So uh, took us all day. I mean, the road was bad. I mean, you cannot. Drive that fast, so uh, it's a tractor actually, and then they want to register you to write what's your name, age, all of that information, mm-hmm. and uh, then they just uh, send you where where they want to. For me, I think you know it's just like a prisoner of war or something, you know. What did we do wrong? I mean, yeah. Were you able to talk to any of these other people? No. No, you cannot talk. You can talk, but it just hi this and that. You cannot talk, and you don't know who they are. They might be just work under the, the Khmer Rouge because they try to find out. At this point, who, you don't really trust anybody. No, you yeah. don't trust anyone. You don't trust anyone. And uh, they continue to kill. They continue to 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 torture, even you in the in the group in the camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 